The Giants OTAs and spring football continue this week, but there's still some questions that haven't been answered just yet. How will they be answered? We're going to go over the list of questions, and I'm going to tell you how I think they play out on today's Locked on Giants podcast coming your way next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Lachlan Giants podcast, part of the Lachlan podcast family, your team every day. I'm your host, Patricia Chena. Welcome in. It is Thursday, June 8th, which means uh, another OTA on docket for the New York Giants. This is OTA number nine, and it is open to the media. So my plan, of course, is to be there and bring you all the latest that's coming up later. I'll tell you a little bit more about that a little later on. But on today's show, we are going to cover some remaining questions that are still hanging over the Giants' heads. Things that, you know, OTAs have told us a little bit, but there's some things that just we don't know yet. And I want to talk about these pressing or burning questions for the New York Giants as these OTAs come to a conclusion this week, followed by next week's mandatory minicamp. So that's today's agenda and today's episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash Locked on NFL. And when you enter the promo code Locked on NFL at checkout, they will throw in a free customized Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. And this is a nice tumbler, folks. I'll show you it a little later on in the broadcast. So check that out. All right. What do the Giants still need to get done at some point? Now, I don't think any of these questions will necessarily be done by the time the Giants finish up their spring football. But we're going to talk about some of these questions because they are kind of burning. Um, and I'm going to give you my take on what I think happens with them. So I've got six on my little notebook pad here, and we'll just run through them and just talk them through, see what happens. So let's get started. All right. Question number one, and I think this has got to be at the top of the list. Will they get something done with running back Saquon Barkley? Now, as far as I know, there hasn't been discussions between the Giants and Barkley's side. There probably will not be discussions for a while yet. The deadline, July 17th, that is the last day the two sides can get a long-term deal done. Otherwise, Barkley will have to sign the tag and play on that tag. And he will, you know, if a deal doesn't get done, folks, he will play on the tag despite, you know, whatever else you think might happen. So here's the problem. Right now, it's not a priority. I mean, it's a priority, but it's not a priority to get something done. If it were that much more of a priority, there probably would be a little bit more talking going on between the two sides, hopefully a little bit more progress made. but you kind of get the impression that both sides are dug in. One of them is going to have to give up at some point. They're going to, or one or both of them are going to have to give up a little bit of something. All right. They're going to have to compromise to meet in the middle. I have said on this podcast numerous times, and I'll say it again, I am not confident that a deal gets done. Now, before I explain why, 
It is obviously in Saquon's best interest to get a deal done, even if it means giving up a little bit of something that maybe he wants. Here's why it's in his best interest. It is so much better to have multiple years of guaranteed money than just to have to play on the franchise tag where you're just getting one year guaranteed money. Because guess what, folks? If he gets hurt playing on the tag, and God forbid that injury is major, like another, God forbid, ACL or an Achilles, Saquon, you just cost yourself money for the future because nobody's going to go and give you the type of deal that you think you might want. So it's in Saquon's best interest to try and get to a guaranteed, a multi-year guaranteed deal um, with more guaranteed money. It is in the Giants' best interest to get a deal done with Saquon as well, because if they need that franchise tag next year for, say, for example, Leonard Williams or maybe Xavier McKinney or another player that I'm not thinking of, they'll have it. Otherwise, they'll probably have to use it on Saquon again if he's healthy and if he balls out. So both sides have an incentive to get the deal done. Now, what do I think will happen? As I said, I'm not confident that the deal will get done for the reason, you know, for reasons I've mentioned before, mainly um, if you're sick one, you gamble on yourself. You take that gamble that you're going to have a better year than you had last year and that maybe the Giants won't be able to get all the contracts done that they need to. And maybe they need that tag for someplace else, especially, you know, if Eric Gray comes on and performs well. So there's a bit of a gamble here, but I think at the end of the day, Saquon will play 2023 on the franchise tag. I do think it is very likely that he will hold out a training camp as sort of a mild protest. Although again, at that point, he doesn't have any leverage. And then, you know, he'll come in maybe like with a couple weeks left before the season to get himself in football shape and then go out and try and ball out. That's how I see it happening as of right now. Now we'll see if the two sides decide to start talking a lot sooner, but don't forget, you also have vacations coming up. So the sooner they get to talking again, the better. Okay. Question number two, will the Giants do anything with the contracts of Leonard Williams and Adoree Jackson? All right. Now, both of those guys have high cap numbers. Both of those guys are entering the final year of their respective contracts. They each have voidable years for 2024. What will the Giants do? I do not think they will do anything with those two contracts. All right. With Leonard Williams, the only option really is not to restructure because it is the final year of the deal and you don't want to push dead money you know, into the, the last year of the deal, but to extend and I just don't get the impression that they're going to want to extend Leonard Williams right now. You know, see where things are at and then start from scratch. Because look, if you restructure that contract, because Leonard does have avoidable year, like I said, in 2024, you're going to kick the can down the road. And that's how they got into this, this pickle, if you will, with Leonard Williams to begin with. They kept restructuring and that kept loading up the back end of the deal. So you don't want to do that if you can help it. Same situation with Adoree Jackson. Although with Adoree, they do have a little bit more flexibility because I think Adoree's dead money hit for 2024 is only like 1.4 million, which isn't a whole lot. But that said, you see 
how Adori functions this year? Can he be productive, maybe even more productive than he was, you know, when he was healthy? And then you go from there. I kind of get the impression that the Giants may look to move on from Adori, um, look to get younger at that cornerback spot. You know, they drafted Cordell Flott. They have Aaron Robinson. They have Deontay Banks. I just get the gut feeling that at the end of this year, Adoree Jackson will, you know, they'll move on from him. So in that regard, I do not think the Giants will do anything with his contract. So the answer to my, my take, the answer uh, to whether or not the Giants will do anything with Leo and Adoree's contracts, I don't think so. All right. Got four more on my list. Get to the next two coming up right after this. Hey, Giant fans, if you are looking for some pants and shorts this summer that offer good fit, are made of high quality materials and just make you look and feel good, then you got to check out Bird Dogs. They fit so much better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs uses a special fabric that keeps you cool and dry all summer long. That's right. My husband has a couple of pairs. We, they just actually came a few days ago in the mail and he loves them, loves them. He's worn them already around the house when he's you know working at home. He's worn them uh, when he's done some handyman stuff around the house. He wears them out in the yard when he has to go out and do yard work. You can wear them for any reason. And you know what? They also look good. So they're not just sweatpants that you just throw on when you're just, you know, you don't want anybody to see you. You can, you can actually wear these and they look stylish. And right now, folks, when you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL, enter the promo code locked on NFL, they will throw in a free gift. Those of you on YouTube watching, it's this free Yeti style tumbler. This thing is made of some high quality material, and this is really a nice gift that you can get with the promo code LOCKONNFL at birddogs.com slash LOCKONNFL. So go on, folks, check them out. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. I am your host, Patricia Trena. Happy to have you with us. We're taking a look at some burning unanswered questions still facing the New York Giants. And these questions, I just don't see getting answered by the time the team breaks for, you know, that six week summer break that's coming up after the mandatory mini camp next week. But you never know. You never know. Stranger things have happened. But so before I get to the next two on my list, uh, just real quick on the programming side of things, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Mandatory minicamp is next week, but we have OTA number nine today, Thursday. It is open to the media. It's going to be held inside the field house because for those who haven't been following the news, the air quality in the northeastern part of the United States is just really, really bad right now because of the wildfires up in uh, Canada. And that haze and that smoke has just been drifting down and it's really bad outside. It, It just I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's like you go outside, there's this orange glow, um, you know, affecting the uh, the area. So the Giants will have their their OTA practice, but it'll be indoors. So it'll be also an opportunity. I know a lot of you asked me about 
the new surface turf um, that was put in the stadium, which was also put in to the field house. So it'll be an opportunity for me to kind of walk on it and, and test it out. We'll also be hearing from the coordinators on Thursday. We'll hear from Thomas McGahee, special teams, Mike Kafka, um, offense, and Wink Martindale defense. So it's going to be a lot of stuff going on at OTA number nine. And as I've done all along with the OTAs, as soon as I get back here to my home studio, I'll sit down and I will record takeaways and whatnot. Um, Obviously, as soon as I get all my writing done, which I will do quickly, and then I'll get a podcast out to you before um, my usual drop time of midnight. You know, normally the podcasts drop it just after midnight, but uh, as soon as I have it ready, I'll put it out there. So you guys, if you want to check it out, you can do so. All right. So that's the plan for the rest of the week. Let's get back to the questions, the burning questions um, that are still unresolved for this New York Giants team. Do they have enough on the pass rush? You know, it's interesting. I was writing an article for Giants Country, and I was basically breaking down different things, a different set of questions, if you will, for them. Like, what's the toughest stretch of schedule they have? You know, where's their, you know, where's their strength? Where's their weakness? You know, how many wins and stuff like that. That article, by the way, should be out Thursday. Um, I think it drops at 8 a.m. on Giants Country. But anyhow. Um, for biggest weakness for me, pass rush. And I keep saying this and it's, you know, the giants did add to the pass rush group. They basically have the same cast of characters. They're fine. If Aziz Ojulari and Kayvon Thibodeau are healthy, I think they're, they'll be okay with them, but I keep wondering who's going to be number three, who's going to be number four, you know, Jihad Ward was resigned and they like him. He can give them some pass rushing snaps. They also have O'Shane Zimenez, who really didn't, you know, he dropped off a little bit last year. I was, and, and in fact, they didn't bring him back until late in the process, which just goes to show you maybe what they were thinking about him. They have Ellerson Smith, who hasn't been able to get on the field, hasn't been able to stay healthy. So I'm not sure if they know fully what they have in him. They have Tamon Fox, who can give them some pass rushing snaps. So where is this pass rush going to come from? My thinking is maybe we see some more blitzing from the defensive secondary because they do have guys in the defensive secondary who are good blitzers. So maybe we see some more of these exotic blitzes. Obviously, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams can push the pocket. Um, an underrated guy who can also help out with a pass rush uh, is Ryder Anderson, a guy who I think is underrated. He was one of my underrated giants that I wrote about on Giants Country in an article that's up now. So is that going to be enough, though? You know, now everybody says, okay, but you know what? Wink Martindale never had, you know, pass rushers with double digit sacks when he was in Baltimore. And you're right. He didn't. but how many times did the quarterbacks last year, the opposing quarterbacks just get the ball out of their hands before any sniff of pressure came up the gut little too often. So when I talk about pass rush, yeah, sex would be great, but sacks are not everything. Getting the quarterback off his mark, getting him to hurry to throw a, an arid ball that maybe gets picked. 
That's what you want to see. And we just didn't see enough of that last year. So that's a big question that I'm curious to see. And I, you know, we probably won't see those details until the pads go on in the summer, but that's a big glaring question as far as I'm concerned. All right. Question number four, can this team kick the injury bug? Mm, That's a tough one. Okay. So anyway, injuries are going to happen in football. You can't avoid them. You know, people unfortunately are going to break bones. You know, there's going to be concussions. I mean, they try to, you know, to limit those, but stuff happens. We're talking soft tissue injuries though. So, you know, what have the giants done to really curtail that or, or maybe, you know, better understand what they need to do to, to be more preventive, if you will. I know I asked Brian Dable that question a few months ago and he kind of gave me a generic answer. We look at everything and we, you know, we're, we're taking into consideration, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm curious to see specifics and really, you know, seeing is believing. So that's an answer I don't think we'll have until training camp, but that's something I want to keep an eye on. You know, how do they structure training camp practices? Do they do anything differently? You know, more stretching or, you know, I, I don't know maybe less weightlifting. I, I don't know. It could be anything. And I will try and revisit that question again, um, because I think it needs to follow up. Um, Dable isn't scheduled to talk on Thursday. I believe he's scheduled to talk um, one of the days in the mini camp next, next week, but that might be a question better off for the summertime. So that is in my notebook and it's on my agenda, something to ask. All right, folks, I got two more for you. I'll get to those right after this. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Trena. And listen, I forgot to do something, and this is important, and I apologize. But thank you to all my everydayers and a shout out to you guys and gals. I know some of you have been checking in with me over on YouTube. Um, some of you have dropped me emails and some of you have said you're an everyday or those of you who signed up for the Locked on Giants subtext community, details of which are in the show notes, by the way. So I've been trying to acknowledge all of you, you know, personally, you know, individually. Um, but thank you. Those of you who are everydayers and who haven't reached out. Thank you. Those of you who are new to the podcast. Welcome. So glad to have you as part of the community. And those of you who, you know, check us out when, when the mood hits or whatever, I love you still. <laughs> I love you all. So without you, there's no Locked on Giants podcast. And I, I truly enjoy having the opportunity to sit and talk Giants. Um, unfortunately, it's not live, most of these shows, but when we are able to do live shows, uh, which, by the way, I'm hoping next week. Tana and dog and Trina, or actually Trina, Tana and dog. I think that's how we do it. It's been so long. I forgot, but I uh, hope, you know, I do, you know, enjoy the opportunity to talk giant fo- giants football with you. So thank you everybody for making a lock on giants podcast. Your first listen of the day, or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day, I got two more questions that I think uh, these two are one of which is, is burning. I think the other one, not so much, but I'm going to cover them anyway. Question number five on my list. What is the defensive secondary going to look like? I think all things considered, um, if everybody stays healthy, you will have Deontay Banks as one cornerback, Dory Jackson as the other. Xavier McKinney will be a starting safety. 
Who will start next to him? That's a question mark. Will it be Bobby McCain? Will it be Dane Belton? Will it be Jason Pinnock? That won't be decided till training camp. Will it be a rotation? Might be a rotation for all we know. Who's going to be the slot cornerback? All right. Is it going to be Darnay Holmes holding down the fort again? Or do the Giants maybe want to go again with a rotation? Maybe get, uh, I don't know, Cordell Flott involved. Maybe get Aaron Robinson involved. How's that all going to shake, shake out? So some question marks as to what the defensive secondary is going to look like and something certainly to keep an eye on, not just, you know, in the OTA, the remaining OTA and mandatory mini camp, because you know, right now this is an experimental phase, but once we get to training camp, definitely something to take note of. Um, right now, I couldn't begin to give you what I think is going to happen because, you know, this is something I think I need to see with the pads on. So, you know, I need to be able to see guys, you know, hitting. I need to see them against the run defense, you know, the run rather. Um, so there's some things that you can't tell in a padless non-contact practice. So this one is still to be determined and it will be on my agenda of things to cover once we get to the training camp um, practices. All right. The final thing, the final question on my list, will the Giants do anything with the contracts of left tackle Andrew Thomas and safety Xavier McKinney, both of players who are, well, McKinney's entering the final year of his deal this year. Thomas technically is as well, but the Giants did pick up his option year for next year. I do not think the Giants will do either contract before camp or, or during the season. Now, you know, it's not because they don't have the money. Well, actually, it is partially because they don't have the money. But he, hear me out on this. McKinney, basically, you know, he's missed a lot of time, you know, in, in two of his first three seasons. Right now, he's really not in a position to say, I want a new contract now. He knows he has to come in, stay healthy and be a playmaker. And he can do it. He's shown he could do it before, but he's got to do it this year before the Giants even contemplate talking contract with him. With Andrew Thomas, um, I mentioned that he that his option year was picked up. Great. But if the Giants follow suit with what they did with Dexter Lawrence, they'll wait until next year to do something with Andrew Thomas. Now, the other thing is the money issue. Everybody's like, okay, well, Pat, if they get Saquon done, they'll have money, right? Well, again, if they get Saquon done, and even if they do get Saquon done, at the very least, I think Saquon's number will be cut in half. That 10.1 million will be cut in half, which will give the Giants an additional 5 million in space, roughly. They're going to need money, ladies and gentlemen, to get through the summer and to get through the season. And right now, they don't have a whole lot. So I'm not convinced the Giants, even if they do get something done with Saquon, I don't think they'll spend it on contract extensions um, before the start of the season. Maybe later on in the season, you know, if Andrew Thomas continues to ball out and the Giants have a few extra million available that they know that they could kick in as part of the, the signing bonus, maybe, but I don't see it happening. I think both Andrew Thomas and Xavier McKinney are going to be taken care of next year, assuming they, of course, keep up with performing 
and delivering at a high enough level. So folks, those are my six burning questions. Again, not a whole lot of answers, but I gave you my take what I think is going to happen. So we'll see if I'm right. We'll see if I'm wrong. Um, I'm not always 100% right, but I like to think I have a pretty good idea of how these things kind of go based on what I'm hearing, based on how the winds are blowing and so on and so forth. So we'll see how it plays out. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Lachlan Giants podcast. I want to thank you again for making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. Don't forget, tomorrow I will have a OTA wrap-up. So you'll want to check that out. Um, I will tweet, I will put it on my Twitter account as to how, you know, when you might expect that. So if you're not following me on Twitter, please do at Patricia underscore Traina, T-R-A-I-N-A. And also speaking of social media, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Patty Traina, P-A-T-T-I-T-R-A-I-N-A. That's where I'm going to post videos, photos, audio clips from the OTA as I've been doing all along. So until tomorrow, everybody, you have a good one. Stay safe and we will see you then.